make it into the promised land. And these people, it will do like this, but they died in the wilderness. Why? Because they said so. Because they said so. We'll come back here. Numbers 14 verse 24. Give me, is it, give me 28. 14, 28. It says, say unto them, as truly as I live, see the Lord, as you spoken in my ears. What did he say? So will I do to you. Out of read 24 down to 28. Because Caleb had said something positive. That they were able Give me, give me verse 24. Let me not be in a hurry. 24, look at this. But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit and he has followed me fully, him will I bring into the land whereunto he went and his seed shall possess it. Because Caleb spoke positive. The other people were very, very negative. Numbers 14. Give me from verse 5. Verse, from verse 5. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel. Next verse. And Joshua and the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephunneh were of, of them that said the land rent their clothes. Verse 7. And they spake unto the people, Joshua and Caleb, unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to search it is an exceedingly good land. Exceeding good land. Next verse. If the Lord light in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it us. A land which flood will make and honey. Next verse, please. Only rebel not against, rebel not ye against the Lord. Neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bread for us. Their defense is departed from them. And the Lord is with, with us. Fear them not. The man spoke positive. Go to verse 24 now. God now says, this one that spoke well. Give me verse 24 now. This one will enter into the land. He will possess it. Verse 25. And the Lord spoke unto Moses and unto Aaron saying, next verse please. How long shall I bear with this evil congregation which murmur against me? And I have heard the murmurs of children of Israel which they murmur against me. Verse 28. As, say unto them as truly as I live, saith the Lord, as you have spoken in my ear, so will I do to you. Next verse please. It says, next verse, it says, your carcasses shall fall in, in this wilderness and all that were numbered of you according to your whole number from 20 years old and upward which have murmured against me. You see that? Your words can limit you or release you. Be positive with your mouth. Many of you are bringing forth evil things with your words. You are having what you say. You are having what you say. Mark eleven twenty three. Jesus says you will have what you say. If you believe what you are saying, you have what you say. Many of you are having what you say. I don't talk and say, say this is my life. Now suffer, I go suffer, finish. You are having what you say and you will suffer, finish. It says a good man. Out of the good treasure of his heart, bringeth forth good things. And an evil man, from his evil treasure, bringeth forth evil things. So the legend was talking about words. Next verse, please. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. Next verse, please. 
For by your words you shall be justified. And by your words, what do you say? You shall be condemned. Positive confession. Talk well. Your words can be denying you your place in destiny. This life, person you have to suffer. If person one dies, seven person die. You will soon die. You have what you say. A lady and her husband entered into a pact. Every time they said, when you die, I will die with you. When you die, I will die with you. So the man died in a terrible accident. So the, the wife and um, I think her mother-in-law, her mother, some people were going to the place where they had the accident. So the, you know, you pick the body from the mortuary in those areas and carry him home. They had an accident on the same spot. And the only person that died was the wife. She had what she said. She had what she said. Kennedy Higgins was about to pray for a young man that was sick. And as he was trying to pray, somebody moved his hand. He tried to pray, somebody moved his hand. So he opened his eyes to see who was moving his hand. It was the Lord. The Lord said, don't bother to pray about him right now. He has set laws in motion that cannot be reversed at this time. Your words. I don't tell you, say, person like me, no go feel serious, man. I don't talk, I'm, who am I marry me? See face, now see face, now this face, I better go kiss. And people uglier than you are getting married. You are having what you say. Some of you have to start changing what you've been saying. See me, I don't talk. I, I, I was born in a home where there was poverty. And now I married a poor man. It just shows that it's to die in poverty. You are having what you say. Tell your neighbor you are having what you say. All right, Proverbs 18, verse 20. Some of you will go home and be saying negative things. This useless marriage that somebody's in. Eh? I don't know what I saw that I saw this useless woman. That's why your wife has been totally useless to you. Proverbs 18.20 A man's belly shall be satisfied with what? A man's belly shall be satisfied with what? You see that? So the man living in hunger is negative in his confession. Very, very negative. And poor people are very negative. Are you aware of that? Poor people. All those rich people, they enjoy. He has confessed for them to enjoy. But we poor people now suffer. No, God forbid. Then he said, these poor people, they have for suffer heads. Monkey, they walk, Papa, they shop. And they are having what they say. No matter what they do, no matter the money they make, they always get less. Because monkey, they walk, baboon, they shop. God, as powerful as he is, said they will enter the promised land. The people said, I will not go fear enter. God said, I will do what you said. You will not enter. Every one of you will die in this wilderness. And where they would have entered in 40 days, in 40 days, 
They could not enter until after 40 years. For every day of unbelief, they got a year of disappointment. You are having what you say. You are having what you say. Marriage is not sweet. Marriage is not sweet. I can tell you from my experience, marriage is a terrible thing. Terrible. No wonder your marriage is what? Terrible. You are having what you say. Apostle will just be there saying that marriage is, is, marriage is sweet. It's not for everybody. That's why you don't have a sweet one. I'm not going to let anybody deceive me. Nobody will deceive me. Marriage is bad. Because of Eve, I become bad. He that finds a wife, finds a good thing, and obtains favor from the Lord. Marriage is supposed to be sweet. Then they'll see me there food and say, Allah. <laughs> and you have what you say. Your marriage will be one war after another. There's no quiet woman. No. I slap my wife, she slap me back. All women are evil. Mine is not evil. Yours may be evil. Yeah, having what you say. I'm telling you, not me. He says he's telling you his wife is a witch. He's telling you. And you have what you say. And you're the prophet of the home. Your words affect your wife more than anyone's words. That's why it was Abraham that changed Sarah's name. So your wife is a witch. You're having what you say. Apostle, are you just telling us that if we begin to talk where, begin to talk where, begin to talk where, things will be better? I didn't say so. It was God that said so. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the food of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Now, it didn't say if you have more lips, you'll be filled. No, it says that the more you talk good things, the better your life will be. Because a man that is not schooled now will look at this and say, with the increase of his lips, say, my lip is not big, so those who put more lips will have a better life. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you getting something out of this? All right, Proverbs 13, verse 2. No, give me verse 21. Give me verse 21. Proverbs 18, 21. Look at this. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall what? Give it to me the NLT. NLT. It says, tongue, the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will do what? So words have consequences. This is the fastest growing church in the world. You see why we say it? A pastor will just come and say, you are all useless members. God punish, not you. God punish all of them. He will, he will cost the members. You didn't buy me a car. Any one of you that drives your car, not here. Any one of them that drive their car, do have a, he will cost all the members. He will reap the consequences. Those who love to talk. When I got to Bayelsa, I was told by the pastors here, you cannot have a church where people live right. And I told them our church will live right. They thought I was just boasting. 
My confidence was in the word of God. And our church will live right. You get what you say? Some churches, the deacon just impregnated one girl. They're trying to settle the case. The choir master has impregnated two. Assistant pastor has done his own. And the man just put his hand on his jaw like a bastard jaw. Think, what is this? He said it. Was he not the one that said it's not possible to live right? Proverbs 13, 2-3. A man shall eat good by the fruit of his mouth. Give it to me in the New King James. I like it in New King James. A man shall eat well. Are you eating well? Not many are eating well. Some people use fried fish to soak Gary. It says, a man shall eat well by the fruit of his mouth. I'm living large. The good things of life are coming to me. I enjoy the national cake. Yeah. You say it as I'm saying it. I enjoy the national cake. Yeah, they, say, they are the ones enjoying it. We, yeah, we are just, I don't say that too. When I hear people say, there are some people, all these people are just enjoying national cake. I say, I'm enjoying with them. My mouth. My mouth. I'm speaking positive. Say, but God, you talk. I declare by faith. I declare by faith. My faith will go shop. Yes. A man shall eat well by the food of his mouth, but the soul of the unfaithful feeds on violence. Give me verse 3. He who guards his mouth does what? Preserves his life. But he who opens wide his lips talking anyhow. Maybe not going to keep personal. If you are you should go on. Don't lose his mouth. They post you to youth service in uh, whatever state. On the way there, you already cry. Sending texts to all your friends, if I don't come back, my, my shirt's in the bathroom, take that one. You're right in your way. <laughs> no, he who guards his mouth. My going out is blessed. My coming in is blessed. A thousand may fall at my side and ten thousand my right hand. It will not come near me. Make that your confession. Are you all there? Number four, positive thinking or possibility thinking. Possibility thinking. Possibility thinking. Proverbs 23 verse 7. It says, for as a thinketh in his heart, what did it say? So is he. It is what you think is possible that will happen for you. It says, for as he thinketh in his heart. What does it say? So is he. So think possibilities. Possibility thinking. It's, be very positive in your thinking and your talking. Possibility thinking. You'll buy a new car this year. It just came to my heart. Maybe somebody 
Somebody's believing God. You will buy your car this year. For as he thinketh, see, the un- people who live uncommon lives, they think positive, they think possibilities. How did people get to the moon? They thought it was possible. If they did not think it was possible, they wouldn't attempt it. See? Because all actions are fruits of thoughts. See? You will not attempt it until you think it is possible. So it matters what you see in your mind. It matters what you see. You must begin to see possibilities in your mind. Just want to see possibilities in your mind. Genesis 13 verse 14, please. Genesis 13, 14. And the Lord said unto Abraham, after the Lord was separated from him, lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art, northward and southward and eastward and westward. Next verse, please. For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it and to thy seed forever. He had to see it in his mind. You say, how do you know? Look at the next verse, please. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth. So if a man can number the dust of the earth, then also shall thy seed be also numbered. Next verse, please. Arise, walk to the land in the length of it and the breadth of it, for unto thee will I give it. Man didn't trek around that whole place. The entire land of Canaan includes present-day Jordan. All those Jordanian areas, in the time of Jesus, most of them were under the, 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 the they were like a, the Petra is now in Jordan. Those are the, the British divisions of the land. You see that? It was in his mind. He walked through the land in his mind. Because as you think in your heart, so are you. If you can't think it, you can't take it. So your mind is a crucible which you receive. Your mind is a crucible. So as you are thinking positive that you can get it, you can beat, then you beat. I remember a lady that became Miss America. When she won the Miss America, they were now asking her how she feels, whether she's surprised. She said she's not surprised. She said, I have walked that wrong way many times. She has seen herself many times winning the thing. She has seen it. It was not new to her. Have you seen yourself in your new house? Have you seen your house completed? Do you know that if you see your house, your building completed, it becomes inevitable? Genesis 11 verse 6, quickly, so we can take the next one. Is this helping anybody, please? 11 6. And the people said, behold, the people, and the Lord said, the Lord is talking, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language, positive talking. And this they, be, they begin to do. Now, nothing will be restrained from them which they have what? Imagined to do. God says, if they think it, it's inevitable. See, we think in pictures. If I start talking to you, say, I went to so-and-so's house. And I entered the house. There was a very fine glass table, sweet leather chairs, big, the royal kind. That's what you'll be seeing. Am I right? We don't think in words. We think in pictures. So God wants you to think your future. Imagine the way your future should be. You want your common life. Imagine it the way it should be. Some of you see your life as they are. No. See them as they could be or as they should be. 
That's why some of you, your dreams, you always see yourself in a village in front of your village house. You see yourself in a village paddling canoe, catching small, small fish. Your thinking hasn't changed. When your thinking changes, you see yourself in large fishing trawlers catching sharks. Because as a thing gets in his heart, what does he say? Yes. Psalm 78 verse 41. Psalm 78 verse 41. Yea, they turned back and tempted God and did what? And limited the Holy One of Israel. God can be limited by your unbelief. Number five, productivity. If you want to live an uncommon life, you must be productive. You must be generating results. Productive. First Samuel 18 verse 5, one of my most popular scriptures I love to use. And David went so ever so, sent him and behaved himself wisely. And Saul said to him about the man of war, and he was accepted inside of all people, and also inside of Saul's servants. Give it to me in the New Living Translation before we read the message. Look at this. Whatever Saul asked David to do, whatever, David did it successfully. So, so Saul made him commander over the men of war, an appointment that was welcomed by the people and all Saul's officers alike. Give it to me in the message translation. Then uh, you do something for me. You give me the ESV afterward. Are we together? All right. It says, whatever Saul gave David to do, what did the Bible say? He did it and what? And did it well. Productivity. So well that Saul put him in charge of military operations. David became the chief of army staff at 17. Productivity. Everybody, both the people in general and Saul's servants, approved of and what admired what David's leadership. You see that? All right, give me verse 14 and 15 in the ESV. Okay, give me first of all King James, then go to ESV. I want to say because of time, because I believe you're getting something out of this. Are you? And David behaved himself wisely in all his ways, and the Lord was with him. Verse 15, please. Wherefore, when Saul saw that he behaved himself wisely, he was afraid of him. Now, give it to me in the ESV 14 and 15. And David had success, how? In all his undertakings, for the Lord was with him. Next verse, please. And when Saul saw that he had great success, he stood in fearful awe of him. He was respected by the president of their nation by his productivity. Because Saul was the president in our text, in our context rather, but in that day the king, all right? Give me verse 13. Give me directly in the ESV, just give me the ESV. It says, then the princes of the Philistines came out to battle, and as often as they came out, David had more success than all the servants of Saul, so that his name was highly esteemed. Do you see that? Productivity. Matthew 25 verse 20. You want to have influence, then you must be successful. Success brings influence. Success breeds influence. Successful people are respected. Their opinions matter. You want to live an uncommon life, then productivity, you must learn to create value. Tell someone, learn to create value. 
Yes, leave people better than the way you found them. Leave places better than the way you found them. That's productive people. Anywhere they are, they leave it better than the way they found it. It says, and so he that received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained, I have gained, behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. Next verse. It's, his Lord said unto him, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Did you see that? So this individual now is entering into another level of authority because of his productivity. If you want an uncommon life, then you must commit to productivity. Just someone commit to productivity. See, make every day bear fruit. Make every day bear fruit. Make every day bear fruit. In other words, set daily goals. Set daily goals. Set weekly goals. Set monthly goals. Make every day bear fruits. Why? Without goals, you can't measure progress. See, then how do you know you're productive? And so long as you don't know you're productive, you'll not be fulfilled. So many people are not fulfilled. That's why they move from pleasure to pleasure because they don't have fulfillment. I'm not, okay, thank God for God's grace, but I've never desired anyone but my wife. You see that? She was the first person that I did anything with on the day we got married, 1st of July, 2006. Because of the fact that I know exactly what I should be focusing on, because you need focus. Yes, sin is a distraction. You need focus. See, you're going to be, make productivity a part of your life. What am I going to achieve? Today I have an agenda. After this service, I'm going to see a particular pastor. I'm going to see certain people. I'm going home. When I get home, I'm going to come back to church. We have our feet washing service. After feet washing service, I have my agenda after that service. So why are you going to sin? Are you aware that before David fell, it was, let me just show you. 2 Samuel 11. Give me verse 1, please. I think it's 2 Samuel 11. Watch this. And it came to pass after the year was expired, at a time when kings go forth to war, to battle. Who is supposed to go forth to battle? Okay. At a time when kings go forth to battle, that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel and destroyed the children of Ammon and besieged Rabbah. But David tarried still at Jerusalem. He was supposed to have gone to war. All the men were gone. Give me the next verse, please. And it came to pass in an eventide. Now, David arose from off his bed. He slept from morning to evening. Up before the last night, Steve, he was just lying on top of his bed. And walked upon the roof of the king's house. And from the roof, he saw a woman washing herself. And the woman was very beautiful to look upon. He would never have seen this woman if he was busy. Focus. Focus. You went for a conference. Go for your conference and go to your room. You went to Sproul, the way they were buying suya. And I said, buy suya, I want, want Tolo Tolo your pass. <laughs> you will not have seen Tolo Tolo if you were in your room. He saw this woman. Next verse. And David inquired after the woman. And, and one said, is not this the Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? Next one. And David sent messengers and took her and he, she came in unto him and he lay with her for she was purified from uncleanness and she returned unto her house. 
If he went to war, because there's no man around, the woman didn't know the king was around. So she came out to bed. You know those holding this bathroom now? It's all outside their house. She was bathing in the evening. King was strolling. When he was not supposed to be around, he now saw a bad thing. Productivity. Make it a part of your life. Make it a part of your life. Go back to, to Matthew quickly. Make it a part of your life. Because some of you, you just live life every day. No goal for the day. Set a goal for the day. Mary Kay, the founder of Mary Kay Cosmetics. She was worth, I think, over $2 billion because of, the, of one thing. Every day, she wrote down six things she would do every day. She doesn't finish the six things. She carried it to the next day to add to the, 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 the ones. Let's say today is six things. The next day, she would take the one she didn't fulfill today to start the, those ones and add maybe other three to it. She, maybe she did four. Add four. Um, she, that's two left. Add four to it, six. So every day, six, six things. She was what? Over $2 billion by the time she was dying. Many of you don't have an agenda for today. As this day is, that is the way it is. You can just be living church. Your friend, oh boy, how are you there now? Saturday. Where are you there? I to come for church. Reach my side now. Okay. No plan. No plan. You are just, see, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. It says, unstable as the water thou art, thou shalt not excel. You cannot be uncommon when you are a drifter. Many of you don't have goals for today. You don't have goals for tomorrow. You don't have goals for next week. You don't have goals for next month. And the way life brings her, now you go take her. It's only poor people that live that way. But successful people, the billionaires in this world, they are goal-focused. I've chosen to live my life at that level. Goal-focused. Are you out there? All right, give me the next verse, please. It says, it's Lord said unto, okay, he also, he also that received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents, be would have gained two other talents beside them. You see that? Look here what the Lord said, next verse. It says, and his Lord said unto him, well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful to a few things. I will make the ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. The one that did not produce, he took what he had. Quickly, let's look at Luke 19. And let's read from verse 16. Luke 19, 16. Then came the first saying, Lord, thy pound has gained ten pounds. And he said unto him, well done, good servant. Well done, thou good servants. Because thou may faith in a little. Have thou authority over what? Over ten cities. You want to live the uncommon life. The life above the norm. Be productive with what you have. Be productive from where you are. Excellence is making the most of what we have. To achieve the highest good possible. And the second came saying, Lord, thy servant has gained five pounds. And he said unto him, be thou also over what? five cities. You see why your influence is small? You're not productive. Mark Zuckerberg is a human being like any other person. Bill Gates is a human being like any other person. But he was productive. He designed a software called Windows. Actually, he bought it from somebody for $50,000 and started developing from MS-DOS, rather. MS-DOS. And today, Bill Gates, so rich. Why? He created value. What value have you created? Father, make me a billionaire. You have to create value. 
Sergey Brin and Larry Page, they created value. You also as a Christian create value. The Bible says the children of this world are wiser than the children of the kingdom of their generation because they create value. They get income. And without great income comes great influence. Tell someone, create value. Number six, quickly, prayer. You want to live an uncommon life, you cannot remove the God factor from it. You must pray. You must pray. First Chronicles 4, 9 to 10, please, quickly. I have one last one, which is number seven, and we'll end this. Has this helped anybody so far? And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. His mother called him Jabez, saying because I beg him in sorrow. And when the mother gave birth to him, she gave birth to him in pain and grief and anguish. And she called him Jabez. But this man, look at the next thing, please. Next verse. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou will bless me indeed. And do what? And enlarge my coasts. That's why he was more honorable than all his brethren. He prayed that God enlarge his coast. The NIV says, enlarge my territory. That's the borders of your influence. Go back to the old King James, please. It says, and that thy hand be with me, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. Prayer. You ask God to make something worthwhile out of your life. Father, show me one idea. Give me one idea. That will fetch my income for a lifetime. You go on a fast, you take some, some books, you take out my messages with you. You listen to it, you are fasting. The Lord said, do this thing. And you, 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 you invest in that idea. Before long, you are phenomenal. Prayer. Many of you don't talk to God. The Bible says that before we call, he will answer what we are speaking, he will hear. Isaiah 65 verse 24. He wants to answer your prayer. Jeremiah 3 verse 3. It says, call unto me and I'll answer thee and I'll show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. So God wants to bring you to the uncommon. He says, come, come, let talk to me. Do something uncommon. May God do something uncommon with you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Matthew 21, verse 21 and 22. Jesus was talking about speaking to the fig tree. He says, if you have faith and doubt not. It says, you shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also you shall, if you shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. Verse 22, please. And all things, what's that you shall ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. It says, ask for big things. That's someone asks for big things. You don't sound like you say, ask for big things. Number seven, proactive generosity. Proactive generosity. Proactive. In other words, you're not doing this thing or giving this thing because God told you to do it. You are doing it just because you have a heart for God. Proactive generosity. In 1 Kings chapter 3, from verse 3 to 14, King Solomon did something that nobody had done. Proactive generosity. God tells you to bring one bull. If you're an influential person or a ram, it one bull. And this guy brought 1,000. God said, bring one bull. That's what you bring. If you're an influential person, bring one bull or one ram and they'll kill it and, and God is satisfied. The man says, I'm going to bring 1,000. God came down. Some of you are still debating whether I should be tight or not tight. Letourneau, R.O.G. Letourneau, he used to give 90% of his income. America cannot forget him because he, first, he was the first to design the first floating uh, 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 rig 
He's the one, he's the one, he's the father behind the offshore drilling that we do today in the world. Wow. Exceptional. Exceptional. He said whenever he gives us tight ideas come. One time, one of his um, employees was talking to him and um, that maybe they should stop tithing. He said, no, you don't stop tithing. And God began to give him ideas of these edge-moving edge equipments we have today, all these bulldozers and all these big things. They were his ideas. They were ideas given to a tighter. God said we should give him 10%. The man gave 90 so he began to download things that human beings had not seen before. Proactive generosity. Solo, Solomon. <sighs> no, think about it. If he gave two, it was okay. Come on now, talk to me, church. If he gave five, it was okay. Come on now, talk to me, church. Ten, the guy brought 1,000. He gave a king-sized offering. Daniel fasted for 21 days. 21 days of starvation. An angel came. A man gave what nobody had given in that respect. God came. God could have sent an angel, but this was an auspicious occasion that God himself had to come. And he said to Solomon in a dream by night, God said, ask what I shall give you. This is prayer. God, this is prayer. God, give me. Now, this is what happened to Solomon. God said, ask what I shall give you. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, God gave him a blank check. God gave Solomon a blank check. Why? From proactive generosity. You can see how the devil fears this thing. This morning, I was sharing with my wife, my, my dreams, I was praying, and um, my, my dreams that I had this morning, of visions of the night, I saw native doctors try to fight me this morning. Thank you for listening to this message. As we preach the full message of this new life, our goal is to raise the people who are like Jesus by exposing them to the influence of God's word and his spirit in an atmosphere of love so that they may be able to take the love of God, the word of God and the healing power of God to every individual within their sphere of contact. For more information on how you can get other messages by Apostle David Wale Fesso, visit us at Charismatic Renaissance International Church, Kilometer 9 and 10 along Isaac Boro Expressway, Birubulu, Yenegua Bayoso State. You can also visit our website at crichurch.org follow us on facebook at charismatic renaissance or call 0803-382-7072 or 0805-120-4708 god bless you